welcome. Before we start the New Earth reading, perhaps we can take a conscious breath. Something that's not a means to an end. Something that can be enjoyed. Something where space opens up. As this is done, there's a, a noticing of even even within just a few seconds, a vast space can be rediscovered, recognized. There's a quality to the breath, a quality in the awareness. And perhaps this can be applied to many simple actions that often are done without awareness. Whether it's answering our phones, opening a door, putting on our socks in the morning. <laughs> Quite often we may be thinking of the journey we're making, putting on our shoes and our mind is racing ahead. and just notice the space, little pockets of space, stirring the tea. And even this intention is done very lightly. It's not, I must be aware in all of these actions. No, there's the invitation of awareness. There's a delight in the awareness being aware in that simple moment of turning the key before opening the front door. Perhaps there's a, a smile of enjoyment, of acknowledgement that you are simply aware. There was a, a phase earlier on where there was a natural mantra of thank you and it arose out of 
the awareness of being aware <laughs> the grace and the gratitude of just that moment of awareness, that continuous flow. Because at times it can it can seem very far away. You can go a whole afternoon and suddenly you catch yourself, oh and you <coughs> you can almost feel the weight of the hours where you were unaware, where the body may have been in tension, the mind in tension, and it's only in that moment of awareness there's a relief, there's a there's a relaxing, there's an undoing happening. I've used the example before of if you were to carry a kettlebell, a, a weight with you all day, there's an effect to it, you're, there's an obvious clear effect, you'll notice your arm ache or hurt and in the moments or hours or days of being unaware, often there is tensions there is dis-ease dis in the mind and the body but it's something we're very used to it's only in the moments of awareness that that is noticed the, the cost of being unaware sometimes it's an, an eruption of emotion and there's no choice but to go into the the sanctuary of awareness just like a blizzard outside and there's a warm cabin your hands are frozen and there's no choice but to step inside close the door but now we can almost catch it earlier there's no need to wait or for a situation to be out of desperation of course moments will come when this this will happen and at times it can be very useful it's almost at times as painful as it is but it, it serves to take you deeper within Muji uses the example of holding on to a big stone and when awareness is applied you can go deeper it's almost a bit it can assist you in this way so perhaps just another conscious breath and giving yourself that acknowledgement, that permission to to let go, to to rest in your own awareness
effortless alertness of now. chapter of chapter 7 of finding who you truly are and we've reached the passage titled the ego and the present moment the most important the primordial relationship in your life is your relationship with the now or rather with whatever form the now takes, that is to say, what is or what happens. If your relationship with the now is dysfunctional, that dysfunction will be reflected in every relationship and every situation you encounter. The ego could be defined simply in this way, a dysfunctional relationship with the present moment. It is at this moment that you can decide what kind of relationship you want to have with the present moment. Once you have reached a certain level of consciousness and if you are reading this, you almost certainly have, you are able to decide what kind of a relationship you want to have with the present moment. Do I want the present moment to be my friend or my enemy? The present moment is inseparable from life. So you are really deciding what kind of a relationship you want to have with life. Once you have decided you want the present moment to be your friend, it is up to you to make the first move. Become friendly toward it. Welcome it no matter in what disguise it comes and soon you will see the results. Life becomes friendly toward you. People become helpful. Circumstances cooperative. One decision changes your entire reality. But that one decision you have to make again and again and again until it becomes natural to live in such a way. The decision to make the present moment into your friend is the end of the ego. The ego can never be in alignment with the present moment 
which is to say aligned with life, since its very nature compels it to ignore, resist or devalue the now. Time is what the ego lives on. The stronger the ego, the more time takes over your life. Almost every thought you think is then concerned with past or future, and your sense of self depends on the past for your identity and on the future for its fulfilment. Fear, anxiety, expectation, regret, guilt, anger are the dysfunctions of the time-bound state of consciousness. There are three ways in which the ego will treat the present moment as a means to an end, as an obstacle, or as an enemy. Let us look at them in turn, so that when this pattern operates in you, you can recognise it and decide again. To the ego, the present moment is, at best, only useful as a means to an end. It gets you to some future moment that is considered more important, even though the future never comes except as the present moment and is therefore never more than a thought in your head. In other words, you are never fully here because you are always busy trying to get elsewhere. When this pattern becomes more pronounced, and this is very common, the present moment is regarded and treated as if it were an obstacle to overcome. This is where impatience, frustration and stress arise. And in our culture, it is many people's everyday reality, their normal state. Life, which is now, is seen as a problem, and you come to inhabit a world of problems that all need to be solved before you can be happy, fulfilled, or really start living or so you think. The problem is, for every problem that is solved, another one pops up. As long as the present moment is seen as an obstacle, there can be no end to problems. I'll be whatever you want me to be, says life, or the now. I'll treat you the way you treat me. If you see me as a problem, I will be a problem to you. If you treat me as an obstacle, I will be an obstacle. At worst, 
and this is also very common. The present moment is treated as if it were an enemy. When you hate what you are doing, complain about your surroundings, curse things that are happening or have happened, or when your internal dialogue consists of shoulds and shouldn'ts, of blaming and accusing, then you are arguing with what is, arguing with that which is already the case. You are making life into an enemy, and life says, war is what you want, and war is what you get. External reality, which always reflects back to your inner state, is then experienced as hostile. A vital question to ask yourself frequently is, what is my relationship with the present moment? Then become alert to find out the answer. Am I treating the now as no more than a means to an end? Do I see it as an obstacle? Am I making it into an enemy? Since the present moment is all you ever have, since life is inseparable from the now, what the question really means is, what is my relationship with life? The question is an excellent way of unmasking the ego in you and bringing you into the state of presence. Although the question doesn't embody the absolute truth, ultimately, I and the present moment are one, it is a useful pointer in the right direction. Ask, your, ask yourself it often until you don't need it anymore. How do you go beyond a dysfunctional relationship with the present moment? The most important thing is to see it in yourself, in your thoughts and actions. In the moment of seeing, of noticing that your relationship with the now is dysfunctional, you are present. The seeing is the arising presence. The moment you see the dysfunction, it begins to dissolve. Some people laugh out loud when they see this. With the seeing comes the power of choice. The choice of saying yes to the now, of making it into your friend. Yeah, perhaps it's a, a good time to end the reading for this episode. At times there's a noticing that, where I've said this in the past, that it's often It's often good to digest the pointers that are given, the, the
the aim of this recordings is not to 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 finish the new earth in in a quick amount of time and then move on to another book and another book and build a collection of books that are read and listened to it's it's quite the opposite whether this book will take a year to read or months it's it it ultimately doesn't doesn't matter <laughs> so in this in this passage there is almost what what was talked about at the beginning of the episode where Eckhart has put it what is your relationship to the present moment ultimately which is life what is your relationship with life the the aliveness of life which is only in the present moment so a wonderful pointer and something that I feel requires digesting, requires reflection, requires space to to perhaps if it is at the end of your day perhaps to to incorporate this question that Eckhart asks at the start of your day or if it, if this is the start or middle of your day whatever moment you can you can begin with this question even at the end of hearing this episode perhaps the question can be asked then So let's just go over the, the question again, what Eckhart is saying here. A vital question to ask yourself frequently is, what is my relationship with the present moment? Then become alert to find out the answer. Alertness means you are not obscured by the mind you're not asking the mind what is my relationship you are each time the question is asked you are rediscovering it's a fresh discovery you are a you know stepping into presence so then become alert to find out the answer Am I treating the now as no more than a means to an end? Do I see it as an obstacle? Am I making it into an enemy? And it says here, Eckhart says, the question is an excellent way of unmasking the ego in you and bringing you into a state of presence so so there's a great so it's the question is the importance here it is the unmasking the answer less so sometimes an answer may be there 
whether it's a yes but in the, in that yes you are already present in the noticing that you've treated life as an obstacle or you're treating this action as a means to an end the question itself is the answer it is the it is the bringing back into the present moment because to to know the answer you have to be present so it works in this way And again, with this question, it's not a discipline. It's quite often, depending on our conditioning, it can it can be like this. But perhaps it can be invited. The question. sometimes the hardest thing is to just get to the point of asking the question as soon as the question is asked or is being asked even it's the hard bit is done that you're already stepping in to the present moment just just by by asking it so I think Eckhart mentioned that there's something about how this can become a, a natural habit. Just <laughs> see if it's if I see where it's written here. to my my vision of where that's written but I believe what Eckhart was referring to that the more this question is asked the more of stepping into presence of being aware of your relationship with life this is then how how you will live it will become <coughs> entwined naturally to become the fabric of your life then you may be it may be asked but in such a subtle way where you may immediately just notice your awareness when you are not aware and then bringing yourself back but we can begin with the with the question and notice if it's a means to an end if it's an obstacle or if it's an enemy and you notice as Eckhart says each one means there's a more pronounced obscurity there's a more 
it's a more severe resistance to life. If if you see it as an enemy, then there's a there's a almost a deeper conditioning that's happening in that moment. So perhaps we can ask ourselves now in this moment what is your relationship with the present moment and can you be alert for the answer in this moment and you can ask yourself if Is there a choice? Can you choose to be friendly with the now? And to be friendly with the present moment is not to necessarily have to enjoy or be happy about the present moment. It just means that can you fully let go, surrender to what is. To allow. That no matter the challenge, no matter the, the suffering or pain, there's the space of allowing that's always around it. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I wish you well and I'll speak to you again very soon. Take care.